0: Welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week these idiots bear cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While well, at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at FirewaterCast on Twitter, and Funny Books and Firewater on Facebook and Instagram. This is episode 160, Through the Woods, part of our Written by Women month.
1: Did you know the most pornographic farm animals are the brown chicken and the brown cow? I don't know why.
2: Why is that? Brown chicken, brown cow. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for Adam to give the punchline of the joke.
3: Oh, I was like, brown chicken, brown
2: cow. I don't remember how to go now. But
3: yeah, I know that I know that joke. Okay. <clears throat> this podcast is brought to you by Basil Hayden, Kentucky Straight Burned Whiskey.
2: Is it? Is Hello. that what you're doing today? We are today. Ah, okay. Thanks, Daddy. You're welcome, son. So <laughs> anyway, that that awkward statement aside. Welcome to episode one sixty of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Uh, this week we are beginning our month of women writers uh and artists, uh, as the case may be. Uh, Today we're doing Through the Woods by Emily Carroll, uh, who who wrote and illustrated this book. Um, It is a collection of uh, short stories with a very Edgar Allan Poe kind of vibe. Uh, Does that seem fair to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we have me alone in Utah. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. I'm doing this out of order just <laughs> you, for fun.
4: You, you alone in Utah? Uh, Utah? I mean, you Thank alone. you.
2: <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm double-dutying it. I'm, uh, I'm doing a gig for Netflix during the day, and I'm doing my normal job at night, and I'm really fucking tired. Are you and allowed to say? So, uh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that I'm working for Netflix? I think so. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I'm working for a subcontractor doing a project for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, so, you're telling telling so an employee, so. I'm not technically an employee of Netflix. Um, I am working on their. I'm a, I'm working for a separate How, many so doing odd- How many times can we say Netflix in this? I'm doing on. How many times can we say Netflix in this? Oh, oh. we get it. <laughs> Netflix, 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 Netflix. Oh, so we get it. Uh, so f- two former employees of no, Netflix actually. Uh. Let's see. Who should we start with? Uh, former employee number one, Mr. That's me. Maya. I'm
5: Maya. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya. At uh, man, it is not just Brian that's tired. Uh, see, I'm not it's the only one. At the Mr. Maya. Uh, you can hmm. also follow my cat on both of those. At it's the Jonesy. Uh, and I'm doing stuff with UCW Zero, uh, which is a local wrestling promotion here in Utah. Check it out.
2: Sweet. Cool. Um, only wrestling at home in bed. We have Mr. Adam. God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not for a bit. There's a story behind that. Uh, uh, hey, what's up? This is Adam from uh, Big Shiny Robot. Uh, also, still so figuring out what we're doing with the Board to Sell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, uh, Andy. And, uh, and of course, over at our sister podcast, Cinema Queens with Chris. Hey, Hi, Chris. Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and as always, uh, curating our Grinder Scruff and Tights with a Z
5: account.
2: Um, A frequent contributor to our tights with a Z account we have, Mr. Todd. I don't
5: think that's true.
2: It's not. I'm just trying to make up segues. (laughs) You know, it really
1: works, though. But, hey, I I just do the well-thought-out posts. (laughs) Which means (laughs) there aren't any. The artful dick (laughs) pics. That's right. You know, is that the blue period for Picasso? (laughs) So, hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here on this podcast. Sometimes I do another one, but we haven't done it lately, so I won't say what it is.
2: I know. We're really bad about that one. So, um,
5: but I'm really blame, mainly to blame, to be honest with you. But that's okay. We get it. You're doing something for Netflix. Feliciate <laughs> ah! <laughs> me, funny man.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, there we go. It's, you know, I, I'm here with the former Netflix employee, the uh, re- home bed wrestler. Home bed wrestler. Yeah, sure. Home bed wrestler. And then yeah, and then the that's like thing. home
2: star runner, home bed wrestler, home bed wrestler,
1: <laughs> home star runner. God, triad door, love that shit.
2: That was a great shit. Yeah. All right,
1: let's keep let's keep rolling, man.
2: Okay, well, Mr. Todd, we've sort of already introduced the book. What is the myification for this book? I feel funny. <laughs> I feel funny. Oh, yeah. so funny
1: and what do you mean? <laughs> huh? <laughs>
5: okay well
2: with Todd's funny feeling I guess we're going to need a drinking game Uh, I will go with mine I'm calling mine dead like me every time there's a dead body or body part, take a drink Uh, that is more evil than you would expect Uh, Mr. Adam what is your drinking game rule
3: Uh, so mine's called you've got red on you Uh, this is a once per page thing Uh, every time a person's white face has a splash of red on it
2: okay Mr. Adam, uh, Maya.
5: Wow. Uh, mine's but, called Me, mi- mi- Me, Me, and it's basically any anytime, ta- anytime someone speaks in the first person, like saying, I, me, we, I've, I'm, we've, Take a drink. Okay. And Mr.
2: Todd.
1: Back in reference again, this is called the Picasso Blue Period. When looking at the art and colors and realizing each sort story has its own color scheme with the theme. Oh.
3: Okay. You've heard of the blue waffle. Well,
1: <laughs>
2: Awesome. Uh, so we have a drinking game. We need to vote as to whether or not. Actually, I wonder if we should rearrange that. I wonder if we should do votes first. I might do that All next right. episode. I'm going to try that. Anyway, so we're going to vote as to whether or not we believe it is worth your dear listeners' hard-earned time, money, and effort do do to the read this book. do we do the song after this? We do the song after this. That's the thing is we do the song and the cocktails after this. So it almost makes more sense to do the votes sure. first. You, you see what I'm saying? So votes as to whether or not it's worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to read this book. We will start with Mr. Maya. Uh, sure. Okay, Mr. Adam. Definitely. Mr. Todd. Yes. And I'm also, yes, I really like this book. Uh, now, Mr. Todd, we get into playlists of songs for you to listen Ooh. to, since we all agree that you should probably read this book. It's pretty good. Um <laughs> For our playlist, uh, Mr. Todd, what is your song?
1: Mine's the whole album of Miles Davis's "Kind of Blue." I've got a theme going
2: on here. You got a theme going on here with blue, with blue.
1: Well, the, I'll talk about it. the blue in the book and the art is really striking and it's awesome too. So, okay, because that's what Todd can see.
2: Okay, because I'm like, I don't remember there being a lot of blue. I remember there being a lot of red, but I remember there being a lot of blue. blue. Blue's in there too.
1: Todd doesn't see red so well, but I see blue good. Okay. That hurts my ears. So Are you colorblind? Like maybe a little. I mean, when I say maybe a little, I mean really a lot. Brian's got stories. <laughs> I know no, everybody sorry.
3: posted on Twitter the other day. He's like, this is grammatically correct. It's what it's. It's what it's. it's. What it's. Instead of it is what it is. Um, it,
1: it's what it's. it's, what it's. Uh, was, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel icky. Where
2: the hell were we? Um, we were doing songs.
1: So I did
3: talk we songs. songs.
2: You yeah, haven't done anyone else's songs yet. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your song? Uh,
3: I'm doing Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson.
2: Okay. Um, I'm doing Red Right Hand by Nick Cave uh, and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, don't forget the Bad Seeds. Uh, okay. And uh, Mr.
5: Mario. Uh Mine is Little Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Nice. Do we want to say what... Uh, what with our our right. absentee member.
2: Oh, did he send one? I'm sorry. He might have.
3: Right. Uh, yes, I got it right here. Um,
1: and then his song is Bones by Ms. Mister. That's a great song. It was a uh, used as part of the previews of uh, like Season 4 of Game of Thrones.
2: I'll take your word yeah, for it. Yeah, but no,
1: it, it's got a good moody theme going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Cool. Well, we have the votes to say yes, you should... Uh, read this. We have the drinking games. We have the playlist. Now, of course, we need your cocktails for you to drink uh, while you uh, listen, read, the, 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 mm-hmm. read this book.
5: Wow. <laughs>
2: have, fun so
1: editing, so editing,
0: editing.
5: have fun editing this, Brian.
1: Hey, we showed up. It
2: still counts. Oh
5: my god. I know.
2: Holy shit. I don't know if i have a Wee. double in me today, to be honest. No, worst case That's too. what um, he said. Do it some other time, so. Yeah, sure. true uh, Cool, well, so let's jump into cocktails uh, Mr. Todd No, I gave you the first last time Mr.
5: Maya, what is your cocktail for this week? Uh, mine is called Into the Woods It's one ounce of rye uh, Three-fourths ounces of ginger liqueur A half ounce of orange liqueur Preferably Aperol One dash of walnut bitters And for a garnish, uh, an orange twist uh, Stir all the liquid ingredients With ice until well chilled Uh, Strain it into a cocktail glass and then garnish with an orange twist.
2: That sounds delicious. Mm, Mine has an orange twist, too. Uh, So mine is uh, called The Raven. I took sort of an Edgar Allan Poe kind of vibe for this. Uh, So it's six fresh blackberries, fresh mint leaves, uh, one and a half ounces of uh, white rum, and one half cup of cranberry juice. In a cup or a shaker, you mash the three blackberries just enough to get the juice and mix them with the mint leaves. Add a shot of rum and then the ice. Pour into a wine goblet. Add cranberry juice and sugar to taste, and put the three blackberries on a bamboo uh, pick and uh, garnish it with uh, that and the mint sprigs. So uh, yeah, really simple actually. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail? Uh, so mine is called "Bring Out Your Dead." Uh, it's
3: one ounce of gin, one ounce of little Blanc, one ounce of Contrôl, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, one dash of absinthe. Add all that to an ice-filled shaker. You shake the shit out of it, and then you strain into a chilled martini glass and garnish with an orange peel. How do you? Let's of okay. the drink again. Bring out your dad. Well, nope, say it right. Bring out your dad. There we go. Although I went southern on that for some reason.
1: Yeah, yeah you kind of did. Yeah, it's there.
3: I'll take it. I was talking to a customer the other day and slipped into Australian just for some weird reason. I don't oh, know that's why. Fantastic. Like in the
1: middle of a sentence. <laughs> so, are any of you guys watching Barry on HBO? No, it's on my list of stuff I need to watch. No, I'm still catching up on all the other shit. So, it's so hilarious is they're um, the idea it's a group of people taking acting classes, and they're terrible people, so it's real life, I guess. Cut. But uh, this well, guy's uh, working at a clothing store, and he's um, affecting an English accent but another employee there really does have an English accent. Oh, uh, Carrie plays Drops of this on Radio from Hell. Yeah, so she walks up to him and says, you need to stop. She thinks we're both being assholes now, because we're faking this accent. And (laughs) he's like, I'm not faking, this is mine. He's like, well, it's like a character. He's like, a British accent is not a character. He's like, meh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. How about your drink, Yeah, Brian's drink already did it.
3: I have Jason's drink already, so... Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jason's drink. drink. Uh, Jason's drink is the rotten apple tini. Uh, it's one part mm. bourbon, two parts unfiltered apple cider, uh, fresh and refrigerated, one quarter ounce of maple syrup, not pancake syrup, the real shit. Uh, squeeze a lemon and a cinnamon stick. Uh, you combine ingredients in a shaker filled with ice. Exercise the diamonds by shaking vigorously, and then strain <laughs> into a glass rimmed with raw sugar. Mm, rimmed. Uh, drink to enjoy. To I drink to, to enjoy or brain. drink to forget? It was about that time I started with my drinking problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool. Have I got everybody? No. Or, uh, no. What's your
1: cocktail? Well, guess what? I've got a theme, so guess what's part of my cocktail? Blue. Yes. So it's the Blue Ritz Fist, and the guy who actually created this was named Dominic LaRufa Jr. I want to be. Oh, so we're Dominic getting a history lesson. LaRufa Sr. LaRufa? Is he Asian? Yeah. So um, what you're going to want to do is is this has chilled champagne, a dash of blue carousel, a dash of amaretto, a dash of lemon juice, and a lemon twist if you want. So fill a champagne flute, almost filled with champagne, add the blue carousel, amaretto, and lemon juice, and stir it gently, and then add the lemon twist if you want, and serve. So you've got this nice, bubbly, sparkly blue drink.
5: Stir it gently. That's my favorite Tenacious D song. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, oh, sorry.
1: And the one cock push-up, you only need to do one, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sure. Dick. That's all it takes. Yeah. Okay. Now, did I have everybody Yeah. <laughs> Tails! Cock. Woo-hoo. Okay. Uh, well, then, that being said, do we have any final warnings before we let people go off and read this book, even though we all recommend that you should? Uh. That's not even, though, but... <laughs> We all recommend that you should read this. Uh, do we have any favorite warnings?
5: It's gothic damn. and
1: macabre, and if blood and other things make you squeamish, this may
3: not. It be It almost kind for of
5: you. makes me think of like the scary stories to tell in the dark. That's what it, both books. Like,
3: well, this book and one we're doing next week kind of felt that way.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, no, both books we're doing the last mm-hmm. week and this week are sort of like collections of short stories. Uh, no, it made stories. me want to go read through *Brothers Grimm* again. Sure. Sorry, Adam. Both both books kind of did. Oh, okay. That's interesting. This one. Mm-hmm. This one particularly reminded mm-hmm. me of, like, collections of Edgar Allan Poe stories and but- poems, for sure. More so than next week's, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Any other, foreign, uh, any other final warnings before we
3: no, send I think people that's on up. their merry Make
2: way? sure you get plenty
0: of
1: sleep. <laughs> and <stay good> <laughs> My god, yeah. My recommendation this week is sleep. I better than I really am. <laughs> It's
3: not overrated. Yeah. Sleep. It's, it's a not a
1: black.
5: Yeah.
3: Sleep is the new black.
5: All right,
2: go read mark. the book. <laughs> go read the book. Okay. Uh, go read the book. Go read the book. We'll be back in a second.
0: While we take a break, here is a message from one of our fellow Hello Sweeting Network podcasts.
5: Hi everybody, this is Matt
3: And I'm Trevor, we're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks Podcast A movie podcast for people who like to stay up late
5: We've just joined the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network Expanding our podcast empire And bringing the world to its knees
3: Take a seat in the Nighthawks Diner with us We're going to talk to you about
5: movies We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love Movies nobody loves You can
3: find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at NighthawksPodcast.com Hey,
5: that was pretty good Do you think they'll listen?
2: And the good ones always do
5: <laughs>
1: And then you're going to disappear for how long are you going to be in Florida?
2: A
3: week. Wow. There's enough time for you to do something stupid and get on
2: the news.
1: So <laughs> <It's>
2: true. <coughs>
1: Elena and Ian were awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh, hi Elena and Ian. I don't know if he yeah. listens to the show, but hi Elena. Oh, uh,
1: Ian totally comes across as a
2: guy who won't. But good guy I won't listen to the show. Yeah, I don't know. he is Canadian, so he's not our target demographic.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: It was really fun to go, it was on the pod being, like, analytics, you can see what countries and states, like, download your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun to go on there and see, it's like, because obviously with Cinema Queens, Utah's pretty big, but California is really big, like, Texas actually seems pretty good. There
1: are a lot of queens of Texas. Holy shit, only queers and steers queers. come from
2: Texas. Which one are you? You don't look like a bull to me. Yeah.
1: So, this whiskey is good, but my lungs are still slightly sensitive, so every time I breathe in a little bit of that alcohol vapors. It's like or I've had this cough I've been trying to get over. I got
2: walking off, pussy. I know. <laughs> Mr. Todd, would you like to do the summary for hey, this week? Yes, food. I prepared
1: <laughs> So this is
2: okay. Through the Woods Be-
1: Stories by Emily Carroll is how it's. Um, the cover is stated because it's a collection of short stories of what's going on here. So in the first story, it's called In Our Neighbor's House. Three sisters are left to fend for themselves when their father goes out hunting. He tells them if he is not back after three days, they are to pack their bags and walk to their neighbor's house. Except the sisters disagree and decide to wait for their papa, and one by one they disappear. The inevitability of this narrative, each of the sisters meeting a man with a wide-brimmed hat sits the perfect ominous tone for the rest of the book. The next one is A Lady's Hands Are Cold. The um, it's a bluebeard type of retelling. It says with the ghost of a murdered woman waiting for vengeance from within the walls of her home. The Most effective thing about this story, severed body parts aside, is the fact that the eponymous lady with the cold hands is neither fair nor understanding of her husband's new wife and her plight. Rather, this ghost is cruel, filled with rage, and will have her
5: revenge. There is, that's where you get a lot of the blue in that, that story. Especially. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of blue in there. And it's big, bold color splashes. It's not like ribbons of colors and other things. It's like, it's very much a color blocking thing. I could see a lot of outfits based on pages people wearing. Uh, there you go. From the colorblind, non-designer, who works warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next story is um, his face all red. A man grapples with his jealousy of his charismatic brother, a brother this man knows cannot be alive. When you finally learn the meaning of the title of this particular story, it's wonderful, terrible realization. Then we have
2: What? What is that terrible realization me.
1: What is the terrible realization? What is that terrible realization? And his, his face all red the well
2: let's see, wait. The fact that uh, he is actually dead and he is the ghost of yeah, his brother has killed him in his hidden body. Little, uh,
1: tells how telltale there, isn't it? Yeah. So,
5: it was his brother.
0: Mm.
2: Very much so. There's He's a reason dead. why he was being oh. ignored. That's because he was dead the entire time. Then we have my oh, friend oh. Janna
1: follows two unlikely best friends. Janna is a medium. While the narrator of the tale helps Janna swindle the bereaved who come to her for answers from beyond the grave. Although, um, it's the weakest of the five stories. It's still effective supernatural ghost tale with an interesting twist of an ending. What's that ending, Maya?
5: Hey,
1: um... Adam? <clears throat> I'm trying to remember, like I said, this book,
3: like, it really... I read both back back. of them back to back. kind of blended together, yeah. Brian?
2: Uh, it's the fact that she can actually see that there actually is a ghost haunting Jana. So the person who's, not, who's pretending is, not to be the medium actually is to a certain extent a medium and that she can actually see a ghost haunting the person mm, who actually is pretending up. to be the medium.
1: Then there's The Nesting Place, which is the final yeah. of the stories. Um, it's a great story. It's a younger sister visits her older brother and his wife, only discover that his wife is not what she seems. very unsettling story. And it's um, loose teeth, squirming of worms. Among other
5: things, yeah. This, I'll leave you going. This this page right here, which works great on audio format, but uh, it's like straight out of Lovecraft. Yeah. It really, is quite with all the like crafty. worms ha. coming out of her face, and,
1: and her uh, face, have you ever seen Princess Mononoke? And you see like the uh, big animals turning into demons with all the yeah, weird monsters, yeah, yeah, coming all around it. That's very much that face. So you've got these blood worms squirreling in all the way. So yeah, there you go, Brian. And Adam. Okay. Aww. And Maya. Oh, great. thanks, man. And Jason. We still miss you, and I'll include you. Thanks. Oh yeah. He's gonna oh, really thanks. appreciate that.
2: Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. He has a deeper voice than that, but... <laughs> there it is. Thanks,
1: guys.
3: Did you know I
2: want thanks for noticing me. Person? Hope that's you find your cool. dad. Oh, that's th-
1: th- 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 th-
2: that's true. I'm working next to Shondaland, if that impresses next anybody. Next to Shondaland. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the office building where Shondaland is located. That's on the lot that I'm working on. Do they have like right
1: 10 now. shows going at all times, or do they have like half of them canceled last year? I don't know. But I mean, there's this stalwart of Grey's Anatomy, and then you've got Scandal, and then you have, for a while, you have Private Practice, but that one's gone now. And then you have, there was another one going on. I don't quite remember. I don't know. But there's there's Chanda Lance, Todd's knowledge. I don't know why I know that. Because you other lines, you're awesome. Because you get it done. Rich as hell. Because she
2: gets it done. She's a hustler, baby. Uh, she a Hustler. Hustler. No, that's a different thing. She's she is she's a seriously hardworking person.
3: But uh, what does she do? She's a whore. What?
1: So, do you want to know why pimps you're, are uh, you quoting gold? something? South Park,
3: that, part, that oh, episode. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, side tangent. Why do pimps wear gold change? chains? It's a real question here. <laughs> why? Because cash can be seized, but gold chains is property, and he can sell the gold chains for bail.
5: Uh-huh. Oh, really? I oh. thought you were, I thought it was gonna be a joke, but it's no, not you're... a joke. It's
1: it's a real deal. So, why is like are they flashy as hell? Because when they get arrested. That is property and not just cash. Because cash can just be forfeited and be seized and it's gone. But if it's in another form, not so easily done. But you can easily sell gold and get some out back on the street. Well, the more you know. So. Do, 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 do. Been 101 from the guy who's never pimped. And don't forget about the
2: bottom. Yeah, right. Here we are. The more you know. The more you know. Okay. Well. We should probably talk about the book We probably should, because who knows how much of the shit That I'm going to have to edit out Because we've been the, rambling the all night it is
1: The more we ramble and do this The more fun we're having at your expense
2: <laughs> I know, that's the thing <laughs> The more editing I get to do Because we love you You're welcome, Brian hey,
5: future uh,
2: Past Todd was a dick
5: Future Todd's <laughs> a dick, too
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: So is present
3: Todd
1: Todd's like an omnipresent dick <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of Schrodinger's dick. It's just the every dick in all times in all places.
2: I saw a thing the other day. It said the a dick pick is a human equivalent of uh, a cat giving you a dead mouse as yeah. a gift. I've seen that.
1: <laughs> yeah, just don't. Do it. it's like, oh. Thanks. Thanks. I, I get guess. what you're trying to do, maybe, but
2: ew. Hey. Yeah Yeah. Okay, well, so, uh, Mr. Todd, you've already given us a summary. Mr. Maya, what are your initial thoughts on this um,
5: book? So, it seemed like a pretty quick read. Um, I liked most of the stories. I'm having to flip through them because they do, they since they are all kind of the same tone, they kind of, for me, blend together, especially reading this book and the book we're doing next week all together. Yeah. Um, I really liked The Ladies' Hands Are Cold. And the nesting plate, the nesting place, was probably my favorite, mm-hmm. um, just because it probably s- that one probably sticks out the most. Um, you can see why I was saved for last. Yeah, um, and then I like, uh, I do like, in in true true sense of uh, a good horror book, you feel like the hero wins, mm-hmm. and then on the last page, no, no, they didn't. No, they <laughs> What do you think about the art? Nope. The uh, which one? the art of this book. This art is beautiful. Did did Emily Carroll write Android or Yes. I've never heard yes. of Emily Carroll before.
1: One Woman show.
5: Yeah, this is amazing. Like this is something cuz this isn't put out by a normal comic company. This is Simon and Schuster. McElderly Mc, Mc McEldery Books. Yeah, yeah Simon and Schuster. Um this is more something that you'd probably be more likely to find at Barnes and Noble than at a normal comic shop. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this is the between the art and the colors. This is the right right kind of spooky for me. I I love it.
2: Yeah, it's almost this would have been a fun one to actually have a Halloween action because this has some good spooky. The Edgar Ground Poe connection is the thing that I think I noticed the most on this book. For some reason, I think that's just that speaks to me quite a bit. And the art, I think, is really fun. It's the art is interesting because it's just cartoony enough to lull you into a sense of confidence, but it's also just dark enough that like it gets spooky. Like it rides that line really like, well. I like
5: think. oh, this looks like a kid's book, and while it is while yeah. it is made for teens, I believe is what it's rated. Uh, yeah, fourteen yeah. and up. Um, God, there's some some imagery in this that spooked the shit out of me as a 34 year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do like
1: the no, comparison sure. to scary stories to tell in the dark, mm-hmm. especially.
5: I think they like re released them, and the
1: art is much more tame.
5: In in the scary stories to tell in the dark, yeah, that's also you know for teenagers, but really spooky shit. It is, and so some <coughs> of this
1: is here, and it's um. Take a look at the artwork. A lot of it has a classic feeling, and it's and I made a comment. Blocky isn't the right word because it's very flowing, but it is big groupings of color and then the um, and it starts out the colors are very primary in nature but you've got very
5: it's a very and limited she did the colors color. too right she did, she did everything yeah
1: she did everything so the whites are crazy white the blacks are inky blacks the blue is primary the red is primary and so it's a bit it, it's just very piercing as it comes through
5: it's very in your face.
1: Yes, and it's um, it has a little bit of that whimsy to it, and the deepness and the darkness. And as you read the stories going through, she starts introducing some greens and some other secondary colors as it goes through. As she's holding you in, and the stories get more complex, the coloring gets more complex, and even the art starts adding deeper levels of detail as it's going through. So there's quite a journey from the simple beginnings to the complex end, and it still and, and it scares you, but it has a very naturalistic feel and pace to it with the stories on the grouped together.
2: Yeah, I just had that weird experience where, like, you think you remember a book one way and then you go back and reread it or relook at it and you realize it's oh. different. Because, like, the, the, the shocking swaths of color are so prevalent that I, for, in my head, this was a black and white book with some red and blue in it. And then went back and relooked at it and went, oh, no, there's actually quite a bit mm-hmm. of color in this book but it's just that the, the vibrant tones are used so effectively that that's really what right. stands out. And the, the black is you know? there. I
1: mean, it's a dark book
2: oftentimes
1: as you're looking at it, but at the same time yeah. you look at it, it is quite... It screams with color. There's nothing... Muted It's not really a term you would use um, with this.
5: Just sorry. I'm no. flipping through here. One of the other things that really she does really well, and I've noticed it a few different times in this book, is when she draws it she draws a character like with dark holes for eyes mm-hmm. it's spooky <laughs> yeah Adam
3: <clears throat> well the one that I actually liked the most was the, the lady's hands are cold Now that one was my second favorite Yeah, because I mean the, the way it plays out it's, it's the very stereotypical like you know oh there's a ghost story you know the new wife finds out that the husband killed the old wife and then sure, her body's scattered kind of, it's like the telltale heart kind of thing mm-hmm. scattered throughout the house and she goes and she works hard to find this woman's body and put her back together and even, like, laces her up with, like, red silk handkerchiefs. And then the ghost doesn't give a shit. She's like, fuck you. Like, what are you, you know, you're sleeping in my bed. This is my land. This is my property. Blah, blah. That's my husband. And goes after her. And, like, like Maya was saying, it was like, you've got the, the protagonist, the hero, and you think everything's going to be fine. And that last, like, that last panel is like, oh, no, fuck. That, that's not what happened. Um and again, it's it's a cool that you know. Again, retelling some Edgar Allan Poe, like we've brought up a bunch of times, uh, and never really knowing where the book's going to go, mm-hmm. and that's always kind of fun because you know a lot of stuff is you know really predictable. Or if you've you know read one comic, you read them all, you can kind of guess where things are going. Uh, and this one, you know, you, a couple of you know, like the one with the brother, you kind of knew you, gonna, you know what was going to happen there, uh, but you didn't really know what the rest of it was going to happen. So that, sure. was, that was fun and entertaining.
5: So like this, this is something like. You know, Guillermo del Toro is producing the scary stories to tell in the dark. I want to see him do these. Yeah. That'd
1: be a good fun thing. Um, Some of the fun things I like about this, um, Brian, maybe you have some that say the. um, She sure uh, is uh, reticent to use speech bubbles.
2: Oh, yeah. She intermixes the uh, the dialogue and the. uh, Well, because it's also most of its narration. But, you know I mean there's not a lot of actual.
1: yeah, no. But the traditional speech bubbles or a color block with words in that color block is the way the words are. I mean, and as you watch some yeah. of it, it it almost it was done super well. But it's almost like Bendis bubble chasing at times with the amount of words on there, and it's got such a movement and a flow of the way you read it. It's very atypical from the traditional expected way of how wording. works to come on the on a typical um, comic page. Yeah. So, and oftentimes, depending on it, if it's a black background, it'll be a stark white lettering. Or on, like, the same two-page, it'll go to the next page with a stark white background with black lettering. And the contrast of the two really plays against each other quite nicely. I guess.
0: Hey!
4: hey! <laughs> uh, if I could jump in for a second on the topic of the lettering... My personal favorite story was uh, my friend um, oh, Jana, or Jana. I don't know how we're pronouncing it, um, but she actually has a two-page spread in which she shows the journal in which her friend was writing all of these weird sayings. And it, it uh, for me in particular, the poem on the right page uh, was just uh, really, really beautiful and, and stuck out to me um, as a really good example of her of Emily Carroll's uh, very lyrical. Um, way of phrasing things
1: yes it feels like you're reading a poem as you're reading these things through i mean yeah. guyman probably goes this is my jam so jason which was your favorite story of the five uh
4: it was my friend uh, that one was uh second was uh, nesting place just because uh while i enjoyed the first three um i think that they all felt like tiny little um blurbs as opposed to complete stories um and uh, I would have preferred to stay stay in those worlds a little bit longer, uh, past the little reveal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Okay. okay. Anybody else
4: have any thoughts? So I'm um, on. Um, real quick, I'm on Emily
5: Carroll's website yeah. and looking at a bunch of other stuff she's done, and it's all it all seems you know like kind of her own stuff. But uh, it looks like she did a comic comic based on Fallout Four. Oh, really?
4: really which
5: is interesting Hmm.
4: i know she also Um, did some art for the video game gone home
1: what is that video game i'm not it's it's like a
4: uh i think the term for the genre is walking simulator where you are walking through a house um uncovering uh bits and pieces of the story left behind by the characters that uh, lived in that house
2: Hmm. cool anybody else have any final thoughts or any other thoughts they want to throw in there
5: uh read this book
1: (laughs) No, it's really good. I mean, you take art and...
5: Reread this book right before you go to bed. Yes, yes.
1: Right before you go to bed. And what's a little bit interesting... and By candlelight. Yes, this <laughs> art really, it grabbed onto me. And at first it might seem a little simplistic in nature because there's a... And it really builds on it. Like in the first few stories, the shading is somewhat minimal. And it's larger things. And as it goes on, it becomes more and more. And it's... Uh, there is a uh, complexity that's a little bit belying to it as you watch it there. And it's just some of those things that gets richer and deeper and you're just like, yeah, it kind of leaves you with a feeling afterwards and you just kind of, sticks around for a little bit.
3: <clears throat> and see, for me, this was like, I, I tore through it pretty fast. I was, because originally I was going to read the one book, I read the, um, <clears throat> the one from next week and then did this one. And I was like, oh, I'll take a break. Then I did and I was like, well, I'll just, you know, go through it. And I really enjoyed it and I really loved it, but I'm going back and we were, you know, recording, kind of flipping back through it, and finding a lot of little things I didn't notice the first time through. But I didn't read the book, get the story out. Sure. But there's little subtleties and things that popped up that I didn't see before. So I think it's, like you are saying, it's kind of cool you've got something that is service level, but then you can dive in deeper and find more and more kind of subtext in there. So,
1: so this is one of those going, because I now have a little spawn, and I'm wondering, there's different things I can read with her as she gets older. She's much beyond for this book. <laughs> At, At least wait till she's six months. But... What is the minimum age? You know, to cherry pick a little bit. I'm going right here of like if this is a scary story, and at what point do I want to go? Yeah, I'm going to be good with her screaming up at night and have it be my fault. Yeah. But
4: I think I think it depends on the kid. Right, that's too. I mean, I
1: um, my brother kid when he was living when um he was a youngster like seven or eight, arachnophobia was his jam, and he must have watched that movie <laughs> twice a day for six months. <laughs> Yeah, Raskin is
2: not really that scary. It's more goofy than anything else.
1: There is a few jump scares. That old lady couple with the um, popcorn and the spider dropping <clears throat> down from the lampshade. That one oh, got yeah. me. The screaming spider was stupid, but yeah. the old couple with the uh, popcorn as so it comes out, it out of his it nose and it's coming out of his nose and crawling through the popcorn. Yeah, that one got me. So,
2: well, then let's jump into final grades. Uh, so this will be pretty easy because it's only one uh, thing, but. For self-contained, uh, this really seems like an easy one. But for self-contained, what is your grade, uh, Mr. Adam?
3: Uh, it's May, Because you know this is just five short stories, one shot, boom, you're done. Uh, I, I do want to see more kind of stuff in this vein, but you know because she does a great job of it, and I'd like to see more stories from her. But uh, <laughs> there's really no more else to go as far as what you're presenting in the book.
2: Okay, uh, Mr. Todd.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it an A minus. Um, everything Adam said is correct, but even playing a bit off of Jason, there is
2: uh, a lot more. Know what I mean? So yeah, minus. Okay, a-. okay. Uh, Mr. Jason. Hey. Okay, uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, it's an F for me. Okay. No, <laughs> cool, and I'm also with an A uh, for writing for Emily Carroll. What is your grade, Mr. Jason?
4: Uh, for overall writing, it's a B simply because the first three are so short. Um, it just, uh, I feel like we just barely dipped our toes into them and then they're done. Uh, the, uh, last two are, are wonderful stories and I, I really enjoyed them.
5: Okay. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm also at a B, uh, kind of for the same reasons. Uh, you know, there, there are the two that seem to be everyone's favorite two stories, but the other three, um, to me, you know, they they were they were well written, but they weren't really great, not terrible. So I'm gonna go with the B. Okay. Uh, Mister Adam,
3: I'm gonna go with the B as well. For everything already said, and even though this was meant to be five different stories, I think it would have been kind of fun if there was like a theme that was connecting them all. Like maybe something that happened in the first story could have tied into the last. One. And that's just how I like stories being told. It doesn't mean it has to be that way for everyone, but uh, yeah, and it, like, it's, they're all really good. But, the, you know, for all this, there were three that we kind of felt like, yeah, it was okay.
2: So. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, B+. I really liked the writing on this. It reminded me of Edgar Allan Poe quite a bit, and I'm a big Poe fan.
5: So, it reminded me of him uh, without knowing you're, you're,
1: you're trying to imitate him.
5: Yeah. So you can definitely see it's a, it's see a it's vibe without a yeah rip off would you say you're just a poe boy from a poe family you need to go <laughs> get, get,
2: get <laughs> get <out. laughs> okay for art for emily carroll i'll have to remember one name this week and next week it's great i love it um what is your grade mr todd it's an a i mean i loved it the uh
1: it was quite, it, it, it was horrifying and sensual and romantic and scary and fun. And it was, uh, and it's um, a bit different than what you see every day in your graphic novels.
2: So that's yeah, an A. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jason.
4: Uh, mine is also an A. Um, in particular, uh, I was really drawn to the uh, flushed faces and rosy red cheeks. That are sort of prevalent in the characters. It really uh, helps him feel just uh, a little bit more alive.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Adam. So it's an a n as well for everything I already
3: said. I love the artwork. It's the strongest part of the book, uh, and it's just very evocative. It's interesting the way that they play with colors, and it's it, it tells the story almost more than the writing does. <laughs>
5: Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Maya. Uh, also an A. It is, you know, from from the use of colors to just the way some of the pages are laid out, um, it's it's not your typical um, way that comics are, are laid out, and uh, I really dug that, and it's really pretty to look at, so I'm giving it an A.
2: Cool, and uh, I'm also going to give that an A for art. A uh, I don't really have run. anything else to add. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so for overall grade, I am going to go with an A minus. Just, a, I mean, I really love this book. Just taking off, just ever so slightly, a little bit for the writing, Great. Um, even though I think it's actually very good. Um, Mr. Todd, what is your grade?
1: Yeah, I give it an A. Um, when this came out, I got it. I loved it. Reading this again, I love it. It's. Um, it's so good it has a timeless feel to it as well so i mean it kind of you know it's setting itself in the past definitely with how the stories are set up but it doesn't feel like oh i'm gonna read this in five years and go i can tell when this was written i don't see any pouches type things anywhere
4: so
3: yeah
1: cool uh mr adam
3: well i'm an a minus uh i love this it's really great the 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 writing is decent. the The art is very evocative. And honestly, if it was if those other three stories could have been punched up a bit, I'd be you know probably an A, or a plus even. But no, it, it's totally enjoyable. I definitely want to you know get more from her.
5: Cool, uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, yep, I'm at, I'm at an A minus. Um, you know, yeah, I'm at an A minus. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mr. Jason,
4: uh, I am at a B plus. I did very much enjoy the last two stories, but as we've touched on before, uh, the first three are just uh, whisper thin,
2: wafer thin. One wafer yeah.
4: thin mint.
2: One wafer thin. One more
5: died. wafer. I not So that
2: gives us a GPA of three point six eight, which is just barely below an A minus average. It's uh, technically a B plus.
3: Big <laughs>
2: So, anyway, uh, <laughs> so next week we are going to be reading another collection of short stories. This one's by uh, Becky Clunen. Yes, Becky Clunen. Sorry, I was reaching over to grab it. Becky Clunen, oh, I think coloring is done by Lee Lowridge. Um, oh, Lowridge, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, look, I got a name right. Uh, this is by <laughs> Chance by Providence. I forgot that I actually have this issue signed. By her, this yeah. collection. Oh, nice. Because nice. I bought it from her at... Uh, uh, Big Adventure. Big Adventure, oh, yes, that's right. You. So I opened it up and was like, for Brian, Becky, with a little heart. And I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot. I had her sign this book. Cool. Uh, who has uh, recommendations for this week? I have two. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so the first one, if you really enjoyed Emily Carroll here, I got it in the mail um, talking about a bit of an expanded. She just released... A new book called When I Arrived at the Castle, and it's a 72 page graphic novel of a single story. Oh, okay. So, and it's of a um, larger format of a book as well. And so uh, the book size is about the size of an iPad Pro. So, oh,
2: wow, okay.
1: Yeah. And it's, so it's not that long, it's just 72 pages, but it's just a single story as it goes through, and it's pretty much more of what you're getting here. The okay. second thing, if um, you did enjoy this and enjoy this vibe, what kind of hit me is something that can go along with it is the anime Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Not just Vampire Hunter D, but the Bloodlust. Don't forget the Bloodlust. Don't forget the Bloodlust. can't go wrong with Bloodlust. Completely different. So um, that's a really cool anime and fun to watch. I watched that the first time years ago with Brian in his parents' basement. Yep. <laughs> so there's a lot of my memories doing with brian and his parents' basement. So but this was another one of those, and it's just yeah, really cool. So here you cool. have it.
0: Uh
2: Mr. Adam. Uh so
3: as we record this uh two one day ago actually, uh Mortal Kombat 11 came out. So it's
1: Finish Him.
3: Yeah, it's really really cool. They uh it Mortal Kombat has a very, very long and storied history. And it's all weird with time travel and all kinds of weird shit. The nice thing is is that uh, the game kind of retcons itself, because it starts at the very beginning with this, cre- you, you see the character in the first three minutes, uh, can control time. She's like one of the highest elder gods, and so she wants to redo everything to make her will come to life. So what's really fun is, you know, this takes place 20, 30 years after the original Mortal Kombat, so all of a sudden, all these characters who gone through this journey are now meeting themselves from the past. So, like, Johnny Cage is now a general in the army, and all of a sudden, young Johnny Cage, who is the actor, comes in, and, you know... And I would assume old Johnny Cage can't stand young Johnny oh, Cage. Oh, no, because young Johnny Cage is there trying to convince them to do a movie together and stuff, and uh, it's... The story mode is about six hours long, about halfway through. It's really funny because it gives you a chance to play um, many different characters, so you're not playing as, like, you know, Sub-Zero the whole time. Like, you start out as Cassie Cage, and then you play Kung Lao or uh, Liu yeah, Kang. Like like... Mortal Kombat X and, like, Injustice 2. Yeah. yeah. So it's very much like that. Uh, the So the story's fun, it's over-the-top, it's stupid, and you can be a newbie, and still have a lot of fun with it. Uh, the tutorial system's amazing. Like, I'm only done dumb part of it because I want to get all the trophies and stuff. But if you're someone who has any aspirations to be, like, an eSports gamer for Mortal Kombat and stuff, it teaches you how to, like, you know, basically when you punch, how many frames, you know, when the punch starts that you can counter it or block it or do this and that. So it gets really, really in-depth. Uh, it's really bloody and over the top, uh, but so yeah, it's totally cool. The only thing I'll warn you about is that uh, there are microtransactions there for like cosmetic upgrades, so you don't need them to you know get you know to play the game and have fun. There will be DLC for like called the fighter, the combat packs, like four or five new fighters coming out. You know.
1: So months. the only question that matters is Raiden played by Highlander. He's not.
3: But it's the same voice of Raiden for like, the last three games. <laughs> so. Well, oh, he's dead. No, he's no. not. No, he's still around. He was on like X last year. Yeah. Oh no, I was, I was thinking David Carradine. I was thinking Kung Fu. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. Uh, but no, it's fun. Check it out. Uh, don't spend money on microtransactions. They did the math. If you were to buy enough in-game gold to buy all the cosmetic shit, it would cost you like seven thousand dollars. But yeah, it's fun. Did I make look like Highlander? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I've, <laughs> I, I haven't messed around about about
2: with it. the I haven't messed around with the crypt yet. So all right, cool. Uh, Mr. Maya, do you have recommendations?
5: I do, and this is something that Adam and I played uh, last week as we record this. And I played today. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games came out with a new Lord of the Rings board game called Journeys in Middle-Earth, and um, it's very similar to if you've ever played Mansions of Madness from them. Uh, it uses an app which randomizes uh, the scenarios and uh, kind of has you set everything up and... You play through, and you're supposed to, you know, complete objectives on various missions, and you can start a campaign that takes you through this big, huge story, which I have no clue how many adventures are in it. I've only played too deep into it. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, or it is a lot of fun, and will continue to be as they put more stuff out. It's got really uh, detailed, cool-looking miniatures, and yeah, check it out. Cool. Uh,
2: Mr. Jason.
4: Yeah, uh, since I mentioned it earlier, I'll go ahead and recommend the video game Gone Home. Uh, It is a, uh, I mean, the the genre is sort of called the walking simulation game, uh, but it's just about exploring a home where a family used to live, uh, opening drawers, picking up objects, and uh, discovering clues along the way. And then you get to find out more about the family as the game goes on. And it's available for Windows, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, you name it. Okay. Cool.
2: Sounds good. Uh, and like my recommendation is based solely on a trailer is uh, the new Swamp Thing series that starts on oh May thirty first. God, it looks, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks really, really cool. Speaking of spooky things, episode. I know that's kind of why I brought that up. So also, I'm really looking AT forward to it.
1: Universal uh, released their Xbox app this week.
5: Yep. And um, there, there's still a few things that they haven't put on there, but they are in the process of adding. The entire library, their entire library, save for the last, anything released within last year. Um, Yeah. Not everything is up yet, but the majority of things are, and I kind of just got lost. I was going to like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go read stuff. And then I just browsed for like an hour and I was like, well, I don't feel like reading anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've had that problem myself. That is
2: also another benefit of calling out sick today is that I can watch Doom Patrol because I have. Yeah, we're we're yet, two episodes
5: behind.
1: behind. Oh, it's so I'm good! The Return of Mister Nobody. Oh, see, don't spoil spoilers. spoilers. Oh, yes, the villain of the series is in <laughs> the
2: series. <laughs> the villain of the series returns. Holy I shit! No. And a fairly well-known actor. Know. No, there's no way. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I think that'll do it for this week, unless anybody else has anything else they want to bring up. I was going to follow up one thing
3: with your, with Maya on the uh, Lord of the Rings game. What's really cool, uh, much in the vein of like Heavy Rain uh, and Detroit Become Human, or those Quantic realm uh, Quantic dream games. If you're playing a, a level and you lose, the game goes on. and You have to live with the uh, the consequences. So it doesn't just you, know, you don't have to go ahead and replay it again. The story continues, and maybe you'll be at a disadvantage, or maybe something else will happen. So yeah. Yeah,
5: just just because okay.
2: you lose a scenario doesn't mean you lose the, the whole campaign. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Hmm. Well, uh, that being said, I think that, that we'll will put a fork in this. Uh, thanks for joining us, um, and we will see you next week for By Chance or By Providence. Or no, just, it's just By Chance or Providence. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, by Becky Clunan uh, as we continue on our month of women writers. Uh, thanks for everybody. We'll see you later. Bye! Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.